Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. God will gladly take over navigating our lives when we surrender to him. He's standing on the outside, waiting for us to open the door of our hearts from the inside. We must let him in and give him complete control. As Pastor Rander continues today's message, listen closely as he focuses in on God's criteria for knowing his will and what we must willingly do to live in him, through him, and for him. God must always be first in all things, and we must submit to his lordship in all things. Remember to keep your Bible, pen, and paper handy. Be so kind to turn with us back. We'll be going through making our journey through 1 John as we begin to wrap up this great book of God. 1 John, toward the end of the Bible, 1 John chapter 4, verses 17 through 21. 1 John chapter 4, verses 17 through 21 is the text. If someone near you does not have a Bible, please be so kind enough as to share your Bible so that all can see for themselves what the Word of God has to say, then leave your Bible open because we reference the Word of God and the house of God to the glory of God. Amen? First John chapter 4, 17 through 21. These are the words of the Lord. It says, Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar or he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him that he who loves God must love his brother also. Underline must. Say must. From this particular passage of scripture, we'll be preaching from the subject, What the love of God does to the child of God. What the love of God does to the child of God. When Jesus comes into our hearts, a radical transformation happens. Jesus changes our stony, depraved, rebellious heart into a heart of love, a heart of obedience, a heart that yearns to do the will of God, a heart that longs to commune with God. And that cannot happen until Jesus changes your heart. When you look at the behavior of people, the people can act the way they do 
say what they are saying and go where they're going because of what's in the heart. Your heart is either right with God or it is away from God. Your heart is either attuned to God or your heart does not have God living within it. I like that old song that says, Oh, what a wonderful change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart. I have light in my soul for which long I have sought since Jesus came into my heart. I have ceased from my wandering and going astray since Jesus came into my heart and my sins were, which were many, are all washed away. Since Jesus came into my heart, floods of joy o'er my soul like the sea billows roll since Jesus came into my heart. I'd like to ask you a question. Is Jesus in your heart? <laughs> That's a legitimate question. Is Jesus in your heart? Beloved, when Jesus comes into our hearts, the love of God enters the heart. You don't have the love of God till you have Jesus who brings love and the essence of love. And as a child of God, when Jesus comes into the heart, you are never the same again. It is impossible for you to live like you used to live when Jesus truly comes into your heart. It is impossible to talk like you used to talk when Jesus truly comes into your heart. It is impossible for you to go to places you used to go. When Jesus comes into your heart, he'll tell you no. Amen? He governs your heart when you allow him to be Lord of your heart. So the question comes, what does the love of God do to the child of God? Yeah. Now, how many of you say that you know you're saved? Let me see your hands. And if you're not saved, you can get saved before this message in, or before the service in. We don't want you to leave here lost. That's too great of a, uh, a risk to take. Now, when you have Jesus living in you, guess what? The love of God is in you. Why? Because God is don't be afraid. God is. So if you have God in the heart, then you have the love of God in my what? So now, since you say you're saved, since you say you have the love of God in the heart, what does the love of God do to the child of God? Is that a legitimate question? Let's look at the text. Look at verse 17. It says, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. In other words, Christians look like Christ when we allow the love of God within us to bring us to maturity, which results in our having confidence in God as we serve him. Listen, when you have Christ in you and you allow Christ to guide you and you yield to Christ, 
Christ will mature your love. Do you realize you have a graduating love? You know, you, you have a love that's constantly developing as you grow in your relationship with the Lord. In other words, when God's love permeates the heart, there is no fear of facing God when we stand before him at the judgment seat of Christ to be held accountable for our actions. Those who do not know Christ, they will one day, as Revelation 20 says, they will stand before the great white throne judgment and be judged. The books will be open and they will be sentenced and then cast to the lake of fire. And that's why we preach so hard, because hell and the lake of fire ultimately is a terrible, horrendous thing that no one wants to go. That's why we preach about the love of Jesus. And when one goes to hell, he goes to hell because he has rejected the love, or she has rejected the love of God. But but not only... Not only those who are lost are going to be judged, but even those who are saved, when we get to heaven, there's going to be called, what you call, there's going to be something called a the Bama Seed of Christ. We'll talk more about that later, whereby we're going to come before the, before the Lord Jesus Christ, and God's going to judge us according to our deeds in this world. You did nothing, God's going God's to show you that you did nothing. You did something, God's going to show you you did something. Some will have rewards, others will not have rewards. It is not a judgment based on whether you get to heaven or not. You're already in heaven, but there will be rewards based on earthly deeds given out at the the Bama judgment in heaven when the church arrives. So you're going to be held accountable for your actions as a Christian. And as we fellowship with the Father and the Son, our love for Christ, our love for Christ matures as we grow in our relationship with the Lord. A maturing love gives us boldness and confidence because God lives in us and we live in him. So the first thing I said was Christians look like Christ when we have the love of God in our hearts. Secondly, the love of God removes fear from the child of God. The love of God removes what? Fear from the child of God. Look at verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out what? Fear. Because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. When we love the Lord our God with all our hearts, mind, soul, and strength, and obey him with our whole heart, we have nothing to fear. The love of God fills our heart with joy and peace that banishes fear. And because we are forgiven, we need not walk in fear of torment or punishment. When you do right, live right, you don't have any reason to wonder, oh, what's going to happen to me? Am I doing? Listen, just do right, live right, commune with God, and you can live peacefully in your heart before the Father. As we focus on the immeasurable love of God for us, his love quiets our fears. His love gives us confidence in our trial. His love gives us relief in the midst of pain, in the midst of grief. His love calms our hurt. His love helps us in the time of betrayal and abandonment. The assurance of God's love brings a peace that surpasses human understanding when the love of God abides in your heart. When the love of God is in the heart, 
along with possessing a sweet fellowship in Christ, we will reverence and respect God, but not live in fear of him, nor will we be afraid of standing at the judgment seat of Christ to come. You see, a believer who has accepted Christ as his or her personal savior is free from the fear of judgment because our sins were judged in Christ when he died for us on the cross. However, if you rebel against the commandments of God and refuse to accept Christ as your personal savior, you have a right to be afraid. You have a right to be afraid in this life and you have a right to be afraid in the life to come. Please join the Maranatha Bible Church family at 10 a.m. on Sunday, November 14th, as we celebrate our Military Appreciation Day to recognize and thank all branches of the military and their families, as well as veterans, for their service and self-sacrificing generosity to sustain the United States of America as the land of the free and the home of the brave. Worship with us as we honor these selfless individuals for their priceless and ultimate sacrifice. Thirdly, What does the love of God do to the child of God? As children of God, we have the capacity to love like God. Isn't that exciting? As children of God, we have the capacity to love like God. You can't love like God until you become a child of God. Amen? Look at verse 19. It says, we love him because he first loved us. That's exciting. Let's say it together. We love him because he loved us. Say it again. We love him because he first. Thank you. We have the capacity to love because God first took the initiative to love us. We have the capacity to love because God first took the initiative to love us by sending his one and only son so that our broken relationship will be, would be restored as we embrace the love of God in the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we trust Christ, we have the nature of God living within the heart, which gives us the capacity to love like God. You don't get the nature of God until you receive the Lord Jesus Christ, who brings within us a new nature. Number four, what does the love of God do to the child of God? The love of God dissolves hate in the heart of the child of God. The love of God dissolves what? Hate in the heart of the child of God. Look at verses 20 and 21. Verses 20 and 21, it says, If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen... How can he love God whom he has not seen? Now, if you say you've seen God, you're lying. You can't take all that glory and flesh and blood. And you say you love God, but you haven't seen God, but you say you love him. And God says, ha, ha, ha. How dare you say you love me and you can't even love the person sitting next to you? You can't love your in-law. Can't love the boss. Can't love that person that get on your last nerve. Can't love that person that, that hurt you deeply. Then stop saying you love me. You ain't, you, you ain't seen me. And you say you love me. The piss of your love for me is your ability to love those you can see regardless of their color or economic status. 
Verse 21 says, and this commandment we have from him that he who loves God must love his brother. Must, not should, not, not might, not if. You must love your brother also. But you can't love your brother until you have been born again. That's why Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be what? Born again. And when you're born again, then you must love your brother. But you can't love your brother if you're not in Christ because it is Christ and Christ alone that gives us the capacity to love like Christ love. Isn't that exciting? Only when the love of God is in the heart will we be able to keep the commandments of, of God. One cannot genuinely love God without loving his fellow believer. The love of God sweeps away hate out of every nook and cranny of the heart. We cannot truly love God while neglecting to love those who are created in the image of God. Verse 21 tells us that genuine love is impartial. Say impartial. A Christian cannot love one person while at the same time holding feelings of bitterness against another person. Maybe they did hurt you. Maybe they were wrong. But you are never authorized to hold bitterness and hate and anger and malice. Listen, you can, you can die by suicide of bitterness. You can commit suicide with bitterness, with hate. You can kill yourself and someone else. I mean, you kill your, God's plan for your life. Kill God's plan for your life. Amen. You destroy your own body physically. Kill your own body. You kill other relationships because of your own bitterness and hate and meanness and anger. And if you want that chip off your shoulder, God is God enough to remove that log off your shoulder. Some of y'all have chips, you got logs. Ain't no chip on the shoulder. It's a log on that shoulder and it's on both shoulders. But I know a God who's God enough to take that log off and free you. Why in this world will you allow yourself to be enslaved and in bondage and damn your own soul with bitterness and, and anger and, and, and resentment? Life is too short. The life of your family is at stake. Your, your joy is at stake. Your peace is at stake. Your right mind is at stake. Your emotions is at stake. What does it profit you to get a degree and go and get a job and you can't get along with nobody? Lose a job because you can't get along with folk. Impartiality. We cannot see God, but we can see our brother, which causes John to pose a critical question. He says... How can you love God whom you have not seen and hate your brother whom you see? The love of God in our hearts will express itself through a loving relationship with our brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. I like to pose another question to you, beloved. Why must we love everyone? 
Now, some of y'all saying, I love everybody, and you are lying. Why must we love everybody? And God will test your statement, too. Number one, I got four reasons why. Number one, we ought to love everyone because God has commanded us to love everyone. That's why. Because my Bible tells me so. If I didn't give you another reason, that's the supreme reason. The word of God says love everyone. And it's no strings attached. It's not conditional. Does God love you with a conditional love? No. He loves you with what kind of love? Well, why are you going to put conditions on your love? Who who told you to, to only love those who can love you back? Who told you to love only love those who can do for you? Who can please you? God put no strings attached on his love and he wants us to be his children in a world that's filled with hate and prejudice. And and there ought to be a difference in the people of God if you are really a Christian. You are not a Mason. You are not an Omega. You are not a Delta. You're not a Republican. You're not a Democrat. You're not even an independent. You are a Christian. And the Christian is the highest name given among men because Jesus gave us that name. When is the last time you got excited about the fact that you are a Christian? Say it after me. I am. I am a Christian. There's no other name like that name. Because the root word of Christian is what? Christ. Now why are you going to substitute that name and lessen yourself to the names of this fallen world? I dare you take pride in all that. If you happen to be some of that, that's fine. But listen, that ain't where it is. Amen. We take pride in that and don't take pride in the fact that we are royal priesthood. We are salt. We are light. We are a chosen generation. When the last time you got excited about the names God has given you? We, we must love everyone because, because God's word says so. Number two, we love everyone because we are made in the image of God. <laughs> Osama bin Laden is made in the image of God. Farrakhan is made in the image of God. That person that really tests every ounce of Christianity you got in you is made in the image of God. That husband who ran away from you won't live up to his responsibility. Came find that rascal. But he's made in the image of God. You say, well, I can't tell it, but he is. (laughs) He is. He is. He's made in his image. God has fashioned him as he fashioned you. And he or she is God's creation. Even Hitler is made in the image of God. You get quiet. I mean, he may have been, his acts may have been monstrous and he was demonically infested and all that other kind of stuff. We can talk about his evil deeds all he wants. But let me tell you something. God made him too. 
Now, God didn't make him do what he did. That was Satan. But God made him in his very image. So you, you got to come to grips with that. And once you do, you can still re- love persons regardless of what they do, even though you hate the actions and behavior of a person. Thirdly, Christ is, is put on display as we imitate the love of Christ. You got folk want to imitate Michael Jordan, and he's gone, so who you, you can't imitate. You know, and that's why you want to imitate folk. They come and go. You, can, you know, <laughs> people come and go. Things come and go. Stars come and go. Movie stars come and go. Politicians come and go. But Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and ever before. If you want to imitate anybody, be like Christ. Emulate him. We put the love of God on display, and we shine for Christ in a world filled with hate and anger and destruction when we imitate the love of God in a world that desperately needs to know what true love really is. Number four, why must we love everyone? Because God gave the supreme example of love by sending his one and only son and expects us to demonstrate the same type of love toward each other. What love God lavished upon us when he gave his one and only son to die for us. And he said, you know what God is saying is that he desires that we love one another with a selfless, sacrificial love to the glory of God. Amen. Amen. So when, when you love like that, you, you get over, you lose your focus, lose the focus of what folk have done to you and focus on God and his love and how God can sustain you in spite of what they do to you. That means you can serve on. You're not so quick to get out of whatever you were serving in. And if you got out, you can get back in because the the love of God in you is greater than anything that comes against you. Christians are so quick to quit the ministry and get out of this or get out of that. Somebody stepped on your toe, said something to a thing, you did this, did that. I ain't doing it no more. They all like that. Well, listen, they all like that on your job, but you stay there and get that check, don't you? They like that in the military, but you retire, don't you? But you come in the Lord's house and come in the family of God, all of a sudden, you expect everybody. This is not a perfect family. This is not a perfect church. There ain't no perfect church. And when you find one, it won't be perfect because you there. And if you want to find the activities of Satan in the church, you can find it in any church. And if you want to find the activities of God in a church, you can find that if it's a true church of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a matter of your focus and who you tie yourself into relationally. Why, so you watch who you sit and watch who you email it and watch who you call it. Folk will damage your thinking, have you out of the church, and they gone on about their business. And you all confused and batty and away from God. Won't you say amen? If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683.